Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. For the first time in, uh, I believe, three weeks, I'm your host, Brett Merriman, back in the chair with my lovely co-host, Sally DeFreeze, in front of me, because uh, you might notice there's no video today. But no video. No video, Sally DeFreeze. How are you? I'm great. I'm very happy that you're back. Thank you. Me too. Not only because I missed you, but also... Uh, I'm very bad at hosting the podcast. No, I thought you did. I thought you did a good job last week with Dave and Dylan. You know, I was a little stressed. Uh, so (laughs) I'm glad you're back, but obviously I would be remiss not to say, even though I know you and I were talking about this before the podcast, but we love Mm -hmm. you. I'm so happy Uh, you're home, but I know that you've been through a lot. Thank you. And for those that don't know, I I missed last week. I'm sorry. in in the week before, um, my dad passed away. A week and a half ago, um, after a long two and a half year battle with cancer, um, on and off, you know, a hearty fuck cancer. Um, but, uh, he, he passed away. And so I was up there at home kind of, I was, I was able to be with him for the last week, which was, um, I was going to say awesome. It wasn't awesome, but it was nice that I was able to be there uh, with family hanging out in Saratoga. And then kind of the week after you're sort of going through the the paperwork side of things that, Mm -hmm. Nobody really tells you about until like uh, death happens, I guess. So that's uh, that was a blast. But I'm very excited to be back. I'll be up in Saratoga um, next month. We're gonna do like a celebration of life for my dad. Uh, So that'll be a lot of fun. But yeah, it it was you know it's tough, and nobody there's no playbook on how Mm -hmm. to deal with a parent. Now this is both of my parents have passed and right. I wasn't able to be up there with my mom because it was sudden and unexpected. This is obviously a little bit of a different situation, but, um, yeah, it sucks. Uh, it hurts. I'm still going through it. I'm going to write up a piece for washed media later today. I'm going to try to get it done. Kind of, uh, half eulogy, half obit, half therapeutic, like kind of how I dealt with it, what I'm dealing with, how I'm getting through it. Um, so take a look if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday, it's probably going to be on the website. So yeah, I think that'll be helpful for myself. And if you can get something from it too out there, then great. Um, because it does get easier. So, uh, but anyway, I know a lot of us appreciate you being open about it, but yeah. I know everyone deals with grief a little differently and I'm yeah. sure there's going to be a lot of people who that resonates with. Yeah, so. exactly. Grief is, is funny. Um, it is a little easier when you have been sort of grieving for a long time, I guess, mm-hmm. with a parent that, you know, you unfortunately kind of knew was a terminal diagnosis. Yeah. Um, so if you're out there dealing with the same thing, know that I'm, I'm with you. I'm in your corner. You're not alone. Um, not alone. Exactly. So, um, but back and excited to do podcasts and business development and just kind of be back in a routine. Um, I know that that is always helpful for people. Um, Give some people some advice about bachelor parties. Uh, that's the plan. And it's... upstate New York today, so which I'm oh, very yeah. excited about. Very excited about that. Uh, what is the mail-in podcast? Maybe you're listening to this for the first time too. We answer your questions. Plain and simple. We have two experts with a huge asterisk on that. <laughs> experts like are, yeah. We have Depending dealt on what with, the subject is. Exactly. We've dealt with stuff. Uh, I, I, you know what? I'd argue you're an expert in bachelorette parties. Mm-hmm. I am probably an expert in like solo uh, eating and drinking at restaurants. 
Yeah. Do that a lot. Um, and maybe you get a laugh and walk away with something useful. How can you help us out? Please tell a friend about the Mail-In Podcast. If you enjoy it, subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, maybe hit us with a rating. Why not? I'll go look through some of those. Hopefully you know, they're positive. start reading some reviews. Yeah, on let's here. read some reviews next week. Next week. Please hit the hotline number. Excuse me, leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in the link in the Twitter bio, at Mail-In Podcast, or at the bottom of the episode description. Uh, Sally, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's answer some questions. Sup, y'all? This is a bit of a lighter question. Good, because we need some, some levity here. Yeah, we need some levity. Uh, but where do we, as a society... Stand on the Beach Boys, because God only knows came on shuffle. Uh, as I was working on my porch in a tank top and board shorts, and I think I achieved Nirvana. Um, follow up. What are your go-to porch songs or porch drinks? Where do you stand on the Beach Boys, Sally? Beach Boys is like really nostalgic for me. Uh, God only knows. I truly love as a song. Because I have a heart and also <laughs> okay. because like in my formative years of like high school and college, when mm -hmm. they play it in Love Actually, you're like, oh my God, this is like a real pure moment. I see. I, I should have listened um, before this, but I don't know that song. I'm sure I would if I was You like, would recognize it. So in Love Actually, they- Well, let's use our, uh, let's use our, our seven seconds of free time here. Oh yeah, yeah. not only do, 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 do. yeah. yeah. Okay. So in in the movie, um, that was they, more than seven. Don't they tell play us. it at the end when like they're showing like airport greetings. Oh like, I cry yes, every time. Every time. Somebody said uh, you want to see true love, go to an airport. But the the issue now with that movie is like, I don't. It's hard to greet people at airports because you like. It's a whole, you definitely can't greet them as soon as they get off the plane. You have to like wait till they go back through security. Mm -hmm. And then at like Austin Airport, you can't park unless you're gonna like pay. And that's a whole situation. Like, I don't think that's anybody's greeted me at the airport, like at baggage claim ever. Yeah. I, I thought about this the other day because you can't do an airport greeting anymore because you have to do it awkwardly like in the car or outside right, by the right. trunk as you're putting stuff in the bag. This is a total side note and then we'll get back to the question. But okay. when my sister studied abroad in Spain, that was probably – I was in high school. So I think it was 2006. Uh, 17? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 17. I think she was – I think it was 2006. And she was in Spain for like two – months mm -hmm. and when she got back we like greeted her at the airport she like came down the escalator in austin to the baggage claim we all had signs etc and i was like man like what a great little airport like party mm -hmm. i later studied abroad in spain about five years later and i was like man they're gonna like throw me a party like they did for her this would be great my mom voice. was 45 minutes late to pick me up in the airport <laughs> <laughs> not only did no one greet me <laughs> She got. She was stuck in traffic. I was like, I guess I'll just take an Uber. Like, was it, wasn't even close. <laughs> not even. Not even the opposite of like posters and stuff. I was like, cool. Oh, no one no. gives a shit. <laughs> you know what I do? I do notice airport greetings still take place in like smaller regional airports. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know where. Where do you fly in to get to Saratoga? Uh, Albany. Okay. How big is the Albany airport? It. Uh, it does have two like 
actually three like terminals, not okay. not term three like gate uh, sections. Okay. So it's big enough that you can fly. I mean, yeah, like you fly from Chicago, Baltimore, yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. Like there's there's enough places there, but there's always uh, like families and, yeah. and like hey grandma and signs and. You fly into like Chicago, everybody's like, get out of my way. Yeah. And New York's like, when we, they don't give a when fuck. When we flew into TC to Traverse City, it's mm-hmm. like, I think there's maybe six gates, maybe. Mm-hmm. There might be four. And you can park in the in the pickup drop-off lane for sure. And oh, like yeah. somebody's always there. It's definitely always like a grandma moment because like families are coming in to see their grandparents or whatever. Absolutely. So yes, that still exists, just not in a major international <laughs> Anyway, back to the question. Yes, so you're in on Beach Boys and I'm in that on song Boys. specifically. Well, and I also have like very strong memories of when, in the summer when I was a kid, it, like, I mean, everyone knows it's insanely hot in Texas. As it a kid, is. I don't remember that really. And I think it's because we literally would get up and spend like from 8 a.m. until 6 p.m. in the pool. Mm-hmm. And so we would like be running around our backyard in the pool. And my dad would play Beach Boys like Surfing USA and stuff like that. And I like will never like that is like when I hear that song, it like brings me back to like literally being five and like not getting out of the pool all day Absolutely. except for to like eat. Um, so I have really a strong good association. I don't feel like I listen to the Beach Boys a ton. No, it's it's Not like anymore. every once in a while, you know what I do? I'll throw on like Kokomo radio oh, yeah. for a golf round. So like you put it on the speaker and throw it in the back. And yeah. by the way, we haven't talked about your your Michigan trip where you were a golf wife. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It looked like a, a blast. I, I think I'm banned from being a golf <laughs> Um, I didn't do anything bad, but like I don't think Will was super impressed with my uh, support. Oh, or, I see. Okay, yeah. okay. I did. There was one story that I like. You were when trying to putt to or something to, like yeah, yeah, like <laughs> sexily teach me how to putt, and he didn't take the bait. No, he didn't take the bait. On he that. told me I was allowed to ride along as long as I did not fake find his ball again. Like I did when we played when Ooh, he played Arcadia. No, no. I did like a joke, and I was like. Help your husband find his ball, and then I filmed it, and then he thought I'd actually found his ball. And he was having a really bad round, and he was so pissed, Brett. Yeah, it was, it, that's like, tough. That's that's a that's a no no right yeah. there. So anyway, um, yeah, I think I haven't listened to like a full blown Beach Boys just Beach Boys album probably since like nineteen ninety five. Do you remember? You probably are too young for this, but there yeah. is um, an episode of Full House where DJ Tanner wins tickets to see the Beach Boys, and she mm. wins two in some okay. like radio contest. Stephanie Tanner, my first crush. Oh, okay, yeah. Literally um, number one. And she has to decide between her uncles and her dad who she's going to take. And she uh, is going to take Uncle Jesse because he's like the musician. And then like they're mm-hmm. all getting pissed at each other. And then the Beach Boys come to their house and like have a jam session with them and then take them in a limo, the whole family in a limo. And then they're like at the end of the episode, they're like up on stage like jamming with the Beach Boys. And I'm like, what a hilarious 90s moment to be one of the attendees at this concert that's like two worlds colliding of like probably your favorite things which is like the cast of full house and the beach, and the beach boys. boys that's incredible yeah. i think i i watched so much full house I'm, I'm sure i've seen that episode i remember remember when full house switched from the 
white full house font to the yellow full uh -huh, house font uh -huh. and that was like oh next generation full uh -huh. house very, yeah. very specifically remember that one yeah um r.i.p bob saget yeah r.i.p damn Danny Tanner. um what are your porch songs uh have you uh have you heard of big booty mixes no should i have heard big of booty mix is uh two friends does it and i've recently been enlightened it's like a mashup it's like an hour-long power hour mashup uh-huh. Where it'll be like Katy Perry playing over a like Avicii okay. bass. So beat. like a um I can't think of the artist that I'm trying to think of right now. But yes, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um I'm not saying that's my go-to porch song or porch drink, but I've recently been addicted to these these okay. mashups, basically. And it reminds me of remember when mashups had a like a 2014, 2012 like enlightenment? Mm -hmm. Like Zafoon Jones and uh Oh God! Like White Panda. Uh huh. Yeah, that was my that was my my college days. But um, I just said that because that that would be on my porch right now. But for me, it's all about like Southern rock, Marshall Tucker Band, CCR. Can't you see radio? Throw that on. Oh yeah, I'm literally Jefferson looking. Jefferson Airplane, like um, Ario Speedwagon. Yeah. Just that that classic slow tempo rock i guess like Freebird is leonard skinner is not slow tempo but it starts slow tempo so see um, i think mine is kind of in the similar vein of like what i immediately thought of with this is like will has a playlist called open road and we mm -hmm. every time we land in michigan it's like what we put on it's like it reminds me so specifically of summers in michigan yep and it's like Van Morrison and the band and Widespread Panic and Almond Brothers and like oh yeah, so I'm literally staring at it right now like that's Atlantic awesome. City and Ramblin' Man and you know like yeah. it's oh yeah same Sweet same Melissa, type of stuff. like all of those songs that I just very much specify with like being outside in the summer in Michigan having a drink taking a drive whatever a hundred percent as far as porch drink goes. I'm on a big, um, like my panic order currently is Deep Eddie, Lemon, and Vodka. Mm -hmm. And I was doing those in Saratoga. I went to the track one one day. Um, so I'd say my go-to porch drink, if it's not a beer, which I, I very much enjoy, um, would be like Deep Eddie, Lemon, Vodka, or, or Lemonade and Vodka in like a mason jar with a bunch of ice. Yeah. And just a nice, refreshing vodka lemonade type of drink. Yeah. With a, with a lemon in it. That's great. How about you? I mean, I'm I'm really partial to like a crisp white wine or rosé right now. Oh, okay. But okay. I'm currently not drinking until we go to Italy, so. Oh, that's right. Just gearing that, up. There's been like a lot of, uh, maybe not a lot, maybe I've just heard it more often than not, like sober slash sober curious slash not just dry January. Yeah. Talk around these parts. Well, we did. We, and we, thought, we, we just thought you were pregnant. Week. About somebody who was sober trying sober. to start dating again. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. I did listen to that. Um, but yeah, like obviously an Arnold Palmer is always going to be up there for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you remember when they, I haven't had the Deep Betty Sweet Tea <laughs> vodka that they used to yeah, make. Yeah, like, I remember Arnold that. Palmer's with, but like, I mm. remember when that came out when we were in college and it was like, this is mind blowing, you guys. <laughs> they... They did Arnold Palmer's uh, in a can for a while, like hard Arnold yeah. Palmer's. It was like a Budweiser product that yeah. um, I used to stock 
on the shelves when I was merchandising for a distributor. Mm-hmm. I remember being like, oh my God, that's the future. Like, it's just so good. It's called right. John Daly's now. Um, you know what else I enjoy on the porch or my patio? Not every morning, but sometimes after a workout. Okay. Is my athletic greens. Oh, you're a porch guy. Sally, patio guy. I drink it's it technically in my car on, a porch. on the way to work. Oh, that's a good way. Yo. Although it's like relaxing. I should, I mean, on the weekends, I should drink it out on my little. Yeah, balcony. a little balcony situation. Yeah. Uh, that's what I do because Athletic Greens has become part of my routine. I wanted to uh, take control of my health, of which I will be, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about later in this episode. As when you deal with a, a parent with a health condition, uh, sometimes it, it it's, uh, makes you introspective on something like that. So mm-hmm. Athletic Greens was the first step I took in a journey to make my mental, physical, et cetera, health uh, just overall better. I've been doing it for about like a month and a half now. How long have we been athletic greensing? A month or two? Uh, I think two months. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, so what is athletic greens? What's the stuff, right? It's one delicious scoop of AG1 every day in a, in a glass of water, okay? That's 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Literally all the things. Why do you like AG1, Sally? Personally, I, especially like trying to be healthy, trying to like, all the Sal gals know that I like try to have a skin routine and whatever. Adding this to my routine is really easy. And it does like make me feel like I can like check a box off. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I drink it every morning in the car on the way to work. And I'm like, okay, done. Done, done and dusted. I like took all my vitamins for the day. I started my day off right. I feel good about it. I, it's like the first thing I drink before I even like have coffee or anything else. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's automatically it just is like – Besides all of the like awesome things that it does for you, the mental aspect of like, oh, I'm taking care of myself, right. like is really high for me. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned, Sally, that you're doing it every day and it's the first thing you do. They call that a micro habit. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. Um, it's also, you mentioned vitamins. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, but it's important to choose one like AG1 with high quality ingredients that your body can actually absorb because you know what they say about taking too many vitamins? All it gives you is really expensive piss. Yeah. Not with AG1. Or it makes you vomit. Have or you makes you taken vitamins and gotten like really nauseated? Absolutely. Well, that's that why I like this. never happens with athletic exactly. greens. It also tastes good. Yeah. For me, it's kind of like a, a, <clears throat> a bubble gum pineapple crossover in a way yeah. sort of tropical vibes mine i get the pineapple mine's like i always think of it like a little watery pineapple and it costs you less than three dollars a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit sally right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop in a cup of cod or a cup of water excuse me every single day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health Make it easy here. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mail-in. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash mail-in to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
How about a voicemail, Sally? Let's do it. Hey, Brett and Sally. I'm calling in. I have a guy coming to my house to work on our AC unit. And I'm just wondering, what do you do when you have, like, somebody coming to work in your house or, like, on something at your house? Like, do I offer them a drink? Do I hang out? Do I leave them alone? Um, yeah. What's, what's the game plan? Thanks. Love the pod. Bye. I feel like this is something that you grow up and you're are never told how to handle having like a, a guy come over and fix your stove or uh, clean your chimney type of thing. Yeah. Or when, when movers come over and you're like, oh, uh, I'm going to be here the whole time. Do, do I, you want a Gatorade? Do you want like, yeah. am I going to sit on my ass and just watch? <laughs> I think, so I've had to deal with this a lot, especially because I feel like I had a lot of people coming over when I was like postpartum and at home. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I would literally just be like sitting on my couch with Fritz. Um, I always offer them water yep, that's or like fair. something. Mm-hmm. And then usually depending on what it is, I either like hang out in the living room with the TV on like working, quote unquote, mm-hmm. or I'm like, hey, I'm going to be in my room. Let me know if you need anything. Yeah. If anything d- drastic happens, like, or like let I'll me be upstairs. Know. We don't have an upstairs, so like I'll be over here. <laughs> um, yeah, like last time, the guys had to come fix our AC like a month ago, mm-hmm. and Fritz was like all over the place. So is our dog. So I was like, I'm gonna just take them into Fritz's room. So I was like, I here's where everything is. Mm-hmm. Can I get you anything to drink? Otherwise, I'm gonna be in here. Just come get me when you're done, or yeah. if you have a question. I think that's what. Um, and I'm I'm speaking for the professions that involve house visits here. I think that's what kind of they want. Like it's nice to offer a drink, water, bathroom, um, and then leave them alone. Yeah. Like they don't want to be asked questions about what they're doing. They don't want you looking over their shoulder at what they're doing. Right. Like they would prefer to just get the get what they need to get done. If something needs to be taken care of, ask you about it. But like, I think you just kind of, hey, here's here's water if you need it. Um, here's the bathrooms over here, use yeah. it whenever, and I will be totally out of your hair. Yeah. And that's kind of how I've gone about it. Now, like movers is tough because they're there all day. It's not just like an appointment. Like working around you. Yeah. And I also like get awkward because I feel like I hire people to do stuff and then you feel bad yeah. when you're like, I'm clearly not helping you do what you need to do. But I like the, the last movers I had, even though they really fucked me on a quote, um, I won't name names. They were like, don't touch anything because then we're liable in case you do like something to your own something. shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So like now I have an excuse. Like, oh, I'm liable if I touch yeah. my couch. Like I'll be firmly uh, watching from the, the balcony that I was on. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, uh, I, I don't think you have to get too, like once, once you do it once, I guess is what I'm trying to say is that you kind of know that, you know, the drill. So, a few months ago, a guy had to come fix our ice machine because the ice machine on our fridge, it was like one of those like, it's like the ice machine, but then it's like the little thing you can take off and like mm-hmm. have the ice bucket. Sure. Well, the it froze and got all messed up. And so the ice bucket mm-hmm. wouldn't go back into the place and it was all jacked up. Oh, no. Which, yeah. So I had a guy come out and fix it. And like basically he came in and like told me that he needed, we just needed to order a new part and that I would be able to put it in myself, Mm -hmm. which was fine. And then he spent 
the next 25 minutes because this is like I couldn't even use Fritz as an excuse because Fritz was napping. Oh, no. Telling me about his ulcerative colitis and like oh, like all of the like colonoscopies he's had and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't even know how to get out of this. Oh, no. Eventually, I was like, oh, like I have to go wake up my son. So like, thank you. Like I just, Mm -hmm. it was so uncomfortable. (laughs) And then he ordered the piece. It was like, and you know, his visit was like 150 bucks or whatever. Something so absurd and yeah. like really annoying. And then he was like, you should be able to put the piece in yourself. And when he came, I couldn't get it in because the part was jacked up. Mm-hmm. So then I had to call somebody back and I was like, listen, I need you to come fix this. Do not send this guy. <laughs> and they Please. sent some young guy and I like told him about it. And he was like, oh my God, he told you all about his health problems. That's so inappropriate. And I was like, yeah, it was very awkward and I didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, like, it's what, I don't know. I was just like, you're still going still on. Still doing it. Yeah, we're still see. talking. I don't okay. know how to, how to go from here. I hope that gets, gets better for you. Yeah. Man, you see in uh, IBD having like a, having a moment, I think, in, in medical culture. I mean, I think they've. They've always been there. I think there, there's a lot like, more awareness that they're happening, I think. Good. You know? Good. Yeah. Shouts to those that have that, and I hope it gets better. Yeah. Uh, Next question, Sally. Thoughts on baby moons? Yes or no? And if yes, where is your ideal baby moon destination? Now, before we answer this, can I get your opinion on the definition of a baby moon? So, uh, the I mean, I think my definition of a baby moon is just taking a trip while you're pregnant with your significant other prior to the baby coming. Okay, more specifically, how long before the baby comes? Because I feel like if you're like eight months pregnant, you're not flying, you're not, you know, it's it's, it's uncomfortable to travel a lot. Most doctors will not let you travel after 32 or 34 weeks, depending on like how high risk you are. Because you always, at that point, you run the risk of going into labor and then oh, you'd be, yeah. okay. you know, uh, I mean, besides also being uncomfortable, but you run the risk of going into labor and being in like, you know, a state that where you don't live. Sure. Or God forbid going into labor on like flight or something oh, like that. Oh my gosh. It so, happens. It does hear happen. stories about it, but. Um, so we took one um, and it was kind of, so we, Will and I never had a honeymoon and. Mm-hmm. Um, which You never why, had a bachelor party too. I Not know. to change that. Neither of us have had bachelor or bachelorette <laughs> parties. Um, we never had a honeymoon because of COVID. And we are going to take ours in a month in Italy when nice. we go for a wedding too. Mm-hmm. But at the time, we were like, well, I'm pregnant. Well, let's go back for our anniversary to where we got married in Laguna sure. Beach. And so at the, I think I was 32 weeks pregnant. I was like... And I think that they'd stop you at like 34. Okay. Most so doctors will. Pretty close, but right on that. But I was cusp, like, yeah. I was still fine. And especially, mm-hmm. so uh, I was large and it. I think I, had it not been our anniversary, I would have liked to go earlier. So where I wasn't okay. like feeling so huge. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a sweet spot in most people's pregnancy, usually in the second trimester. So like 14 to I think it's 28 weeks okay. where you are like feeling good and you're not sick. So like mm-hmm. if you take one, a baby moon when you're like first pregnant, first of all, it's like, it's like morning sickness, morning and- sickness. And, um, I think that there's an upside to being like obviously pregnant 
so that people are nicer to you, which Ooh, is definitely okay. the case. Like when you're showing and you're big, like when we were traveling, people are like, do you want a pre-board? Do you want to do this? And I'm oh, like, I'm yeah. like, sure. Like people are really, really nice to you. Yeah. You're glowing. That's what I like miss. I like did not like being pregnant. I miss that the most. There was like, that. it was like four weeks of that for me. Nice. And then it was back to hell. Because um, <laughs> like at a certain point you get so big that you just feel enormous and you don't feel good anymore. I feel like at some point you're like, Things start to be inconvenient yeah. in a way, like like getting in like steering wheel situations or yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I never had trouble. I was never like had trouble driving or anything, but that's true. Um, I think that there's a spot where you're like happy and you're feeling good, but you're not like so huge. Okay, and usually that is when you're that big. You like you'd be probably precluded from going anyway because of the the t like time limit. Yeah. You know? Um. But my other recommendation is going somewhere where you can get a lot out of it as a pregnant person. Mm -hmm. So like we chose to go to Laguna Beach. We literally sat by the pool all day. I had like mocktails and we went to dinner and then like went to bed and it was yeah. really relaxing. So yeah. somewhere that's fun for both of you. Beach is nice because mm -hmm. obviously you're not doing any activities. It's hard. You can't like go on a ski. Yeah, you're, you're not hitting the, the heights of Hawaii. Correct. Nine months pregnant. And you also- or six months pregnant. It's, Flying when you're really pregnant or even like pregnant in general for long distances is difficult. Like I had friends. Oh, yeah. um, one of my girlfriends went technically on a baby moon at like 22 weeks mm -hmm. after she ran the Boston Marathon like a crazy person. What? Yeah. So they, she ran the Boston Marathon and then went to London for in like Paris for double Paris. what? Yeah. Oh well, my she was God. like, I'd already. I'd already qualified for it and I was pregnant, so I just had to do it. I was like suck it up. Yeah, she's oh my amazing. God. Anyway. Um the kid's gonna come out and be like just a triathlete. Yeah. Um, I think I, one of my sisters had done one in Paris. Like if you can that's get cool. like somewhere that's gonna be interesting or relaxing, but like you don't obviously like going someone somewhere with like a huge party culture or yeah, you, that's not what you're trying to do. Uh, you know, somewhere that you're gonna have like you wouldn't go skiing or hiking or anything like that. That's probably a little or like whitewater rafting. But like uh I mean if <laughs> I were pregnant now, like going to the mountains would be great because I would be relaxed and I wouldn't do any of those activities. Although also we had gone to Aspen when I was like twelve weeks pregnant and tried to hike and I like almost died. Not really, oh but God. like my heart rate went to like one ninety. It was oh. not yeah, no, so I, good. I'm a big proponent of them. I think that like some people, we said we went on a baby moon and people were like, what the hell is that? That's not like, yeah, it's kind of the similar thing to like people getting like push presents. Like if you can afford it or do it and you mm -hmm. have an excuse, that's awesome. Um, I, you don't need a long one. I think like we were there for like four days and yeah, it was like a good solid. little. I'll say mine would like a, like San Diego. Yeah. Shorter, short-ish like flight, good food. nice beach, good food. Yeah. Don't have to be running all over the place. Chill out. Kind of kind of like my vacations in general. I honestly. was going to say like not something like Mexico, but honestly, I think. Oh, Cabo. If you go to like Cabo or Cancun or somewhere that's like very well established and you're early enough, I wouldn't worry about it. But like the thing about being pregnant in a foreign country is if something happens, like yeah, you don't right screwed. So, and like. Thankfully, I don't think that I've known anybody who's gone to Cabo who's gotten like Montezuma's revenge in a really long time, but it mm -hmm. does happen. Sure. So like that happening to you while you were pregnant would also be Eesh. really, really awful. Yeah. No thanks. So keep that in mind too. Like what? you want to go somewhere where you could like 
access healthcare easily. Was it a guy at, at was it your I, sister's wedding that yes. broke his ankle and had to be? It was Joe Nolan. Medevaced to like the states. No, what? he. They took him to a hospital and they were like, "We're gonna charge you like an insane amount to oh, yeah. helicopter you back." And my dad was like, "No, we'll be on the flight with you. Just like get." Leave just, the hospital just we'll somehow you. make it to the plane and we'll mm-hmm. oh my god yeah that's awful. awful um this is a very health conscious episode sally yeah so to assist you with athletic greens and your uh your health journey perhaps maybe your fitness journey is also on tap and that's where fitbot comes in okay fitbot is an app that has changed the way that i work out simply simple as that um and when life gets busy and, you know, the fall's coming up and everybody seems the summer's over and, you know, maybe you're trying to think about getting back in shape a little bit, myself included, um, you, not you as in you, Sally, you as in you, plural, the, the royal you. Mm-hmm. Um, Fitbot's there to help. I think fall is the perfect time to get in shape. Yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing. Your motivation in spring is great because you – are trying to get a summer bod mm-hmm. and then you trash your body all summer. <laughs> uh-huh. To be fair, like most people going into winter are like, I don't, who cares? Like, but Sweater you should season. care in the fall because that's where you create a good habit. Correct. And the great thing about FitBot is like a lot of this stuff, you don't have to like go somewhere to take a class because mm-hmm. it's all right there. Correct. FitBot's smart workout app creates a custom dynamic exercise program based on your goals, experience, and equipment. Then varies your routine to avoid overtraining. See, the biggest thing is equipment because maybe you're not you don't belong to a, a big gym like a, you know the brand names, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have everything. Like myself, I have an apartment gym, pretty good, doesn't have everything, right. so I can plug in exactly what I have. Um, and Fitbot creates a workout tailored exactly for me. And maybe you do workouts at home. Yeah. Boom! If Fitbot can do that for you as well. For less than the cost of one session with a personal trainer, you get a full year of personalized workouts with FitBot. Fit exercise into your schedule because the best time of day is to exercise is whenever you are free. Mm-hmm. FitBot works on both uh, iOS and Android devices, and the app is super easy to use with video tutorials that make learning new exercises a breeze. Keep your workout momentum going and get personalized workouts from FitBot that get, uh, get tougher as you do. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app out for free when you sign up now at fitbod.me slash mail. That's 25% off your subscription or try it free at fitbod.me slash mail. Want to do the next one? Yes. Hey, mail and crew. I'm getting married next month and part of our registry included a honeymoon fund. One of my friends gave me $250, which I really appreciate. However, this same friend is getting married a month after me, and he has only registered for a honeymoon fund. Do I basically just give him the money back, or do I have to give it back with a little interest? Or should I just go off registry for a gift? He's <laughs> you just swap in two hundred fifty bucks, right? Like, yeah, you wouldn't be with interest. You don't have to do that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think you just give it back. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, thanks, but no. Uh, yeah, you know, it's do, a wash. Do. Um, it's like me and my sister at Christmas. We'll just shoot, shoot. Here you go. Yeah. Just cash. Get, get it back. I think, especially when people are only registering for, like, I used to be the person who goes off registry. And 
I still think that that's a great gift. The one that I was giving, which was the state shaped cutting board. With I got a pizza stone with my name on it for yeah. you, Sally, whenever you guys are ready. But the issue is that if people registered for stuff, there's a reason why. Mm -hmm. Just get them the shit they registered for. Yeah. Like, and, or I think if they didn't or they did, cash is always acceptable. No Correct. one's going to say no to cash. Do so you have to give them the same amount that they gave you. Because two hundred fifty bucks, that's a that's a solid wedding gift, right there. Yeah, but you're gonna what? You're gonna go lower? And no, be you like can't. My, yeah, you, you can't. can't. I think you just give them the same amount back. Yeah, I think that's the, and that's then it's the move like a here. funny yeah, joke. It's the move. Yeah, because it would be different if it was like two years apart mm -hmm. or something like that. Sure, totally. But, but a like, month, a month, you're just like, okay, here you go. They know exactly what they gave you. Yeah, and you have to. That's just that's that's one of those like sorry, sol. I mean, you could go off registry, but I think this day and age, people are registering for stuff because they want it. Mm -hmm. And probably when they're registering for a honeymoon fund and nothing else, they're saying we want money. Correct. Which is, in my opinion, perfectly acceptable. So Way more than acceptable. I think hit them with the Venmo. Just, and then have the little emojis of like the wedding and the church, you know, and like the couples with the head. Is that, have we talked about that? Head. The uh, like wedding invites online are what's the word i'm looking for like passe or or tr like trashy in a way but venmoing as a wedding gift is totally fine yeah i mean i think i think that that's changing a little bit as like people are doing weddings a little bit different that they don't feel the need to like do a whole like invitation suite yeah is what they're called yeah invitation suite um but yeah, I think Venmo is completely acceptable. One of our friends hit us with a Venmo. I was like, perfect. Thank done, you. Done deal. Love some cash. Uh, Dave and Dylan both stone? gave no, us cash saying. for our wedding. And Dylan asked Dave how much he was giving us. And then Dylan put $5 more in it. That's see. So no, if you wanted to do that thing. almost as like a joke and yeah. just give him like $251, mm -hmm. I think oh. that's actually kind of funny. I think that's very funny. Oh yeah, do that. Like but, yeah, so that you're acknowledging like how absurd it is that you're both just giving each other now it's a total wash. Correct. That's what well. Congrats on getting married, by the way. Yeah. Let's do the next one, Sally. Uh hey guys, I have an update and a question for you. Okay. Here we go. I'm the guy that took the road trip across Canada for a summer job with the question you answered last episode. I took the trip in early May and it was fantastic. I basically did what you said I should. I was going to cool spots in every city I stopped at, and I did some goofy stuff along the way. I started filming videos at every gas station I stopped at, too. It started with me waving at a camera and turned into me attempting the dance from Spider-Man 3. I'm going to just be honest here. I have no idea I what I don't know what that are. one is either. I haven't seen Spider-Man 3, so. The summer has been amazing. I golfed at Cabot Cliffs. Shouts. Been there. Uh, I've been surfing in the Atlantic. And I've been to so many amazing breweries every chance I get. Uh, I met a girl too. She's smart, funny, and so caring. It has made every other relationship I've had in my dumpster fire of a dating life feel minuscule and meaningless. Wow. I really like her and I feel these feelings are reciprocated. She wanted me to meet her parents. I've become close with her friends and we've done some camping and hikes together. Oh, you know, shouts to Canada uh, for their hikes. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm getting close to the L word territory. Okay. Okay. Uh, the issue is I leave in a couple of weeks and I have no future plans to come back to Atlantic Canada. We've talked a bit about this. We both seem to be set that this ends when I leave. 
how would it be best for me to spend my last couple of weeks with her? Also, if you want to start doing daily episodes on August 26th, so I have plenty of content for my drive back to British Columbia, it would be much appreciated. I didn't expect that last line. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, how do we make this work? But it's like, whoa. He's like. We're both on the same page that this is over. He's, he said he was close to Elward territory. Oh, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wonder if they're both set on this or if he's like. <sighs> I'm going to give probably some advice that he's not asking for. Oh, boy. And as as a romantic and someone who's been crushing some romance novels lately. Oh, boy. I mean, I think you try to make it work. Oh, Sally. That's exactly what he wants to hear and exactly what he doesn't need to hear. I know. I know. I need. Yeah. I just don't think I'm one of those people who like is can acknowledge like this is great and it is what it is. And like we're going to never see each other again. Bye. Like I'm just not. And I. I think that people can do it and mm -hmm. it's probably the healthier option to like acknowledge that like you had a great connection with somebody and that it's absolutely possible to find someone great again. Yeah, but, I, I just, I have, I think. But I'm like, I don't know. You said that like every other relationship seemed minuscule in, in comparison. Right. I just have, maybe this is, this is like a, an overarching theory and thought that, is much bigger than this question, but I think what traditional advice and traditional movies and traditional whatever who say the best thing is just like, cut it, leave it, move on, right? They fail to take into account how easy it is to stay connected these, this day and age right. and how, how intimately you can be connected with FaceTime and the like, the like, texting and phone like it's just it's a totally different world starting in i don't know 2000 like 10 11 12 than it was in 2003 right in like matthew mcconaughey's rom-com heyday you know like long distance relationships i've been doing one for two and a half years now like they're, they're, they're just not that hard anymore you know well, okay, but, but but with no future plans right. is the caveat and I think that there is a difference as somebody who has also been in a long distance relationship but always been driving distance. Mm -hmm. It then sounds like, like BC to Atlanta, Canada, which is farther than like Seattle to New York. Right. Like they're going to be in totally opposite coasts. Mm -hmm. so that's a doozy because you're like, you're battling time changes. You're battling, you know, um, four hours of time change too instead of three. Right. And like an insane flight to like see each other. <sighs> I guess my real answer is that you like leave it where it is. Mm -hmm. And you, I don't think you like cut talking. I He didn't even ask for this advice. I'm just no. giving it. You don't like cut ties with them completely. Like you keep in touch. And then if it's meant to be, it'll happen. Sure. I think that's kind of a good way to look at it. And and that's why you, you said, how do you spend the last couple of weeks? You make it just make it natural. Like it you shouldn't, try not it just try not to be put, putting pressure on things. Because I think the more just, that you're yeah. like, we have two weeks together and it's easy to talk like that. Like I remember when I was leaving for school, I mean, I was literally like moving to Fort Worth from Austin. It was like mm -hmm. not that big of a deal, but like the countdown would like kill me and Will. Like I would like cry every night and be like, there's only like 10 more days. And Will yeah. be like, you have to stop doing this. You're like torturing yourself and we're going to see each other like a week Consistently, after. Consistently, yeah. So 
Um, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. <laughs> but I think you just do normal shit. Yeah, and then probably it- one of the last nights before you leave, like take her to a nice dinner, put all your feelings out on the table, whatever they may be, however you feel, whether mm-hmm. you like want to continue a relationship with her, whether you love her, whether you are going to acknowledge that you had a great summer romance and like leave it in the dust. Uh, you know, you lay that on the table and then you don't be fearful for what could happen because you should never apologize for like being yourself and feeling how you feel and saying Mm -hmm. what you want to say. Um, and you should, you know, embrace the opportunities that this trip gave you. Agreed. I think you, uh, you be honest with yourself and her. Um, I think you, don't shut the door. Like I, I don't ever, I never want to talk to you again. Like go, be free. Like I'm never going to see you again. Like keep in touch. Go on, get. Go on, go on, get. Um, and you let the let the universe does what it does what it does does what it do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just uh, try not to put pressure on it. Be honest with how you feel, because um, you're never going to be in trouble for that. Don't don't ultimatum it. Don't be like, I need to know that you're going to love me forever because I love you forever. Uh, like, I don't think that's that's the way to do it. But just, you know, be honest with yourself, be honest with her, and see where it goes. Yeah. And let the, let the universe, and I quote, does what it do, end quote. You know what could make your, the last couple of weeks for them a little bit easier, though? I don't know, Brett, what? A couple of visies. Yeah. A couple of visies in Canada, you know, just sitting there enjoying the nice uh, Atlantic Canadian coast, maybe Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, perhaps. Look at you and your geography. Maybe they're knowledge. maybe they're a couple of newfies, you know, because Vizzy sets the vibe, and this summer we need to keep the vibes going. Although, did you know that yesterday, or maybe it was two days ago, was meteorolo- meteorologically? That's not the way to say it, but you know what I mean. You nailed it. It was the hottest day in Austin year over year on average, right? So August eighth is the Hottest day of the summer in Austin every year. I mean, I believe that. On a, you know, on average, like, like the Heat little thing goes up. Heat peaks in August okay. for sure. Heat peaks August 8th, according to past models. So that means we're going down now, which is great. Are we sure? <laughs> I mean, it's like tenths of a degree at a time, but okay. we're going down. Okay. Uh, and that's where Vizzy can come in as well. All summer long, you can grab a can of Vizzy hard seltzer and visit VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. To enter your info for a chance to instantly win a $20 prepaid card that we can can be used towards Vizzy when you pass the vibes to your friends. Nice. Even if you don't win instantly, you can enter the sweeps for a chance to win $599 that can be used towards Vizzy for an entire year. Um, I was what's commonly known as deleting Vizzy's uh, in upstate New York. Oh, you were deleting them. I was deleting them. Shout okay. out to Dana Beers. Um and I was all up in the Mosa train. Yeah. Introducing them to my friends who know they've had the Vizzy uh, brand before, but they've never the had the Mimosa drinks, ones. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, this is, this is cool. This is unique. And so I just want to say big shouts to Vizzy, Mimosa style. Yeah. And the lemonades always, always go hard too. The lemonades in the summer hit hard. Big time. I even threw uh, some fruit in there. Oh, Vizzy, you made like a little sangria Vizzy lemonade? on ice with uh, some straws. Yeah. Some bloobs and some That's pineapple. That's a porch drink for sure. Porch drinks. Yeah. Uh, not famously not Beach Boys. That's 
um, Jimmy Buffett boat drinks. Mm-hmm. One of them could have been a Vizzy. We don't know what he was drinking. We don't know. I'm glad we got to the bottom of this during this Vizzy ad read because Vizzy is setting the vibe for the rest of the summer. Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed to enter for a chance to win. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. Disclaimer. No purchase necessary. Uh, sweepstakes ends 815, so get on it, 22. Uh, 50 U.S. states and D.C., 21 plus only. Void where prohibited for rules. Visit VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash pass the vibes. Scanning product is optional. And again, you must be 21 plus. Sally, voicemail time. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Nicole from Michigan. Shout out, Will. Um, I need some recommendations from Brett for upstate New York in the fall. My boyfriend and I are taking a road trip from Michigan, driving through Canada, and ending somewhere in New York. So really loose plans. Um, Don't really have a month or weekend lockdown either yet, so pretty open to your recommendation. we both snowboard, we both like to hike, uh, we both like beer and to drink. So anything you can throw our way would be greatly appreciated. All right, thanks. Love you guys. Ah, the most wonderful time of the year, Sally. Fall in upstate New York. Very exciting. Of which I have not experienced September or, or October, the two money months of fall there, late September, and pretty much all of October. Um, I haven't experienced them in a decade since I graduated high school. Really? Just throughout college, throughout working for Barstool, throughout working for Washed. I've never been home after summer, like after August Mm -hmm. and before Thanksgiving. And it's my favorite time of year, my favorite literally location on the planet. And I haven't done it in a decade and I'm doing it this year. I know. We're going to Michigan this year in October. Shouts to Michigan where they're from, by the way. Shite is very, very like psyched about it because you've got like the the color changes. Oh boy, do you? Yeah, upstate New York, and that's what that that's what this recommendation revolves around is get into the Adirondacks and do it, just just enjoy the frick out of the color changing. Yeah, and just the weather, the vibe, the colors. Yes, the weather, the vibes. There's uh, Lake Placid is. One on my list, go there, go, there's a little, there's a beautiful little village. Um, I, you're not going to be able to ski. Uh, that doesn't really open until like Thanksgiving weekend or so. Yeah. So I think leave the skis at home um, and just enjoy the fall with hiking. You can hike in Lake Placid. You can hike in, uh, they call it the 46 Peaks. So the 46ers, um, get a hike in there. It's going to be absolutely gorgeous. They're easy hikes, like four or five miles total. Do them in half a day if you wanted to. Uh, a bunch of breweries, especially in Lake Placid, Paradox Brewery, exit 29, the Northway, mm-hmm. which you will undoubtedly uh, experience. Might be biased there, but it's very good. Very enjoyable patio situation. And just like really, really enjoyed. I would go to Lake George, uh, perhaps hit the Sagamore, which is gorgeous in the fall. Really cool patio. Um, keep you warm with a bunch of fire pits and stuff. Excellent food, excellent drinks. So those are my my three top recommendations. Lake Placid, hiking in the Adirondack, uh, the High Peaks, mm-hmm. and Lake George, okay. especially the Sagamore. Um, 
Now, if you're kind of, um, I was kind of looking at their route to see where they would be coming through. And if they're going through like Western New York, through that entrance from Canada, maybe hit the Finger Lakes okay. on your way because. I got to look at a map. To see Finger Lakes are basically Napa. Really? Without the prices. Okay. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful upstate New York wine country. Okay. And how's the wine? Incredible. Okay. Incredible. So um, it's not like Fredericksburg wine. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's very, very, very good wine. Now you'll give up some of the some of the foliage. It'll still be nice and color changing. It won't be as dramatic and deep reds and yellows and golden like golden browns and, and golds right. as the Adirondacks or like a Vermont or New Hampshire type of thing, New England. Okay. But you do have beautiful, beautiful, beautiful wine tasting country overlooking a bunch of lakes and incredible wine and really cool little downtowns too in the valleys where the lakes kind of either start or the riverheads begin. And so that's a great spot too if you're kind of more into that. Uh, obviously, beer exists there as well. So I would say- Is there a, a lot of like in. cider in upstate New York in the Oh, fall? yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, upstate New York, famously the uh, like the apple capital of the world. Yeah. Yeah. The big apple. That too. I was Not I was thinking like you ever hear of an an empire apple, Sally? I have. Yeah. New York, you're welcome. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Finger Lakes wine country is gorgeous. Worth a. Uh, you can kind of pit stop at a bunch of places. Go go to an orchard, uh, et cetera. Go to a uh, vineyard. I mean, man, I just, I miss it so much. I miss it. I can't wait to go back. So whether you're doing wine country in the Finger Lakes, beer country, hiking country in the Adirondacks, upstate New York is premier fall destination. And, and you'll yeah. end up just riding around and really enjoying the, the views. So like those are my recommendations. Very jealous. You go to Saratoga too if you want to. Yeah. But uh, Lake Placid, Lake George, Finger Lakes, wine country, or a high peach mountain hike are my official fall in upstate New York recommendations. I love it. Thank you. That'll do it for uh, questions, Sally. How about any shower thoughts? I think you've got a good one, so I'm going to let you okay. You go for it. Here's my shower thought. I let off the episode a little heavy. I'm going to kind of close it out a little heavy. And this has to do with um, when my dad was you know, kind of going through the, the last parts of his life, we, he was in hospice. And first I need to say, um, biggest shout out in the world to hospice care, hospice workers. I didn't know a whole lot about it yeah, because we've been fortunate enough to not have had many family members in hospice. Mm -hmm. um, like my grandfather was in it, but I didn't, I wasn't there and seeing it every day. Right. So now in seeing it, I'm like, oh my God, these people are literal angels on earth. Yeah. And so the first shouts to them and hospice care and volunteers and whoever. Second of all is when somebody is going through that much pain and like difficulty and it's just living is uncomfortable and hospice and, and more specifically what I want to get to is the, the medical ability to prescribe things that make death easier on somebody. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. We as a human like race and populate like I cannot believe when we were finally able to get my dad meds prescribed through hospice and that's the you know morphine and Ativan and the the anti secretion stuff like 
it changed his last week on the planet night and day for the better right and i just cannot describe how grateful i am and like how incredible it is that we have things like that and people that take care of people like that i'm i'm just blown away well, and I know you, and I, I wanted to say that to you because you obviously are in the healthcare field. I mean, I do not work in hospice, but I agree with no. you that it takes a very special person to work as a hospice nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is like a lot of fear surrounding uh, death, obviously, but the medications that you were discussing, yeah, um, morphine, Ativan. I'm sure that we're using Robinol, other things like that that sure. are drugs that I use mm-hmm. every single day on a regular basis for anesthesia. Not really out of hand, but everything else. Um, that I get comments all the time being like, oh my God, like you use fentanyl? What about like the opioid, yeah. uh, you know, epidemic, et cetera? And I think that people forget that there are just like every other politicized issue in America right now, that there are good uses for that. Sure, absolutely. End of life care being one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, That's part of the reason that I went into anesthesia in general because I think that there is a, like, mix of knowledge and magic that happens when you can make someone comfortable. And granted, a lot of times I am doing surgeries that are, not palliative i'm doing things that like people need fixed but being able to take someone's pain away um is a huge like uh honor but also responsibility um Mm -hmm. but i think that there is a lot that can be said about letting someone die with dignity and unfortunately for me working in a hospital i don't get to do that as often especially in the icu like Mm. there were times when you know, I, I've been with, I've been a part of a lot of deaths, um, which doesn't sound like it's a great thing. It's not, um, and it also doesn't sound like I'm very good at my job, which is not the case. <laughs> that I just, I, you know, working in the ICU, I saw a I, lot things, of deaths. Things happen, yes. Um, and there were times when it was like a really beautiful moment, beautiful in like the best sense that it can it, be. It was of as like peaceful as peaceful, possible, and that's families where... together. All of those things. Thankfully, that was that was my experience. Right. And then there are times when it's very chaotic and terrible. Yeah. Um, and so I think understanding and, like, the fact that y- you were able to experience that and, like, have moments with him that um, were enjoyable and you knew he wasn't suffering mm-hmm. or, like, suffering greatly is really important. Yeah. But, yes, I mean, modern medicine is amazing. It's incredible. Uh I I think that we forget about that sometimes because we get mm-hmm. all caught up in being really opinionated about stuff, um, me especially. And there are people out there who are busting their ass every day to make sure that mm-hmm. all of us get to, you know, spend time with our loved ones and have a dignified death and, you know, not go out in a horrible way. Yeah. And I'm really, I honestly am really happy that you had a good experience because I know that especially given everything that's going on with COVID and short staffing and mm-hmm. because of the opioid pandemic, it's really difficult to have something like that line up where it can happen and be in a good experience. And it, it, and it happened and, and it happened like quickly to, to be right. like he, 
he fought so hard. He, he probably like he probably should have been in hospice. Yeah. A month ago, yeah. or a month you know a month before he died, and just just always like forever optimist. Thought he was going to beat it. Just no. Nope, right. this, this round of chemo was going to work. And and to be fair, it it all it all did. Like he has he had an inoperable right. tumor that should have it should have been you know months at the beginning, but it, it was two and a half years. Like. Things work, and that that that's a whole other conversation, which is incredible. But, but we we like got him in hospice on, and he, he wanted to stay home, so he was home. But hospice nurses were there like Monday, mm-hmm. and he was on a, on every med he needed with under care of people by Tuesday afternoon. It was yeah. like incredible. So, just the Saratoga Hospice, yeah, incredible people. Very thankful um, for them. Very very thankful for them. But sorry to end on a kind of a. That's okay. An ugly note, but I think it's just uh, they need they need their props too. So they need their props, and it's also really therapeutic to talk about. Yeah, I it is. Used to come home from the ICU and tell Will about my day, and I think he was probably very overwhelmed. But sometimes mm-hmm. you have to like unload that on someone else so that they can share the burden with you, and I think yeah. that's important. And and like we were saying at the beginning of the episode, it's like. Everyone grieves differently, but I think it's really important for people to be able to share. And if somebody is going through something in their life, just be there to listen so that they can, you know, put some of the burden on you. Mm-hmm. Even some well, of the grief, you know, it's, I mean. No doubt. Yeah. And I appreciate you uh, you doing that for me. So Of course, always. That's going to do it for us on the mail-in. Please subscribe, rate five stars, give us a review, and tell a friend about the pod. Again, hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mailin Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you? You can find me on Sally DeFries on Instagram and Twitter. There she is. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both of those platforms. And we'll see you guys uh, next week. Bye-bye.